And your afternoon, your Thursday afternoon continues here on WJR. We're glad to have you alongside. Have you heard the term unalive? Let's quickly bring in our crew here. Brian Morton producing for us this afternoon. Danielle Mason behind all the controls. Have either one of you ever heard the term unalive? Yes, I've seen it online. You've seen it online. Danielle? Un- oh, no. Oh, come on. You're our... Uh, you're our yeah, you're younger you're, and hipper yeah, than me. You're the, you're the hipster uh, bureau chief here. What's up with that? I mean, I'm unalive after I've had a night of drinking, but okay. I don't know anything yeah. else. There you go. Now, I've we're seen talk- it on TikTok and places, yeah. people that are unalived. Yeah, you know what? I, I was surprised to read this term. So unalive means death or suicide. Experts say that this might be a way to help kids discuss those issues. And the word unalive to to refer to death by suicide or homicide was coined, as Brian said, by social media users as a way to uh, actually fool the algorithms on sites and apps that uh, censor posts containing this kind of content. Well, we wanted to get a little more information about this. Actually, more thoughts and a deeper thought about if using words like unalive to refer to death by suicide or uh, death by homicide, is that good for youngsters or is it better to use plain language? I've always been told I grew up, you know, in an environment where we were told, no, you you tell it like it is and you use the terminology you're supposed to use. Uh, for even unpleasant things. Well, Dr. Donna Rockwell, clinical psychologist, joining us this afternoon to shed a little light on this and maybe some thoughts about how some people may be thinking about this. Dr. Donna, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me today. When you first heard about this term on Alive, what was your thought? I had to look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of it either. But, you know, it's it's interesting because you're right. We're supposed to use language that is true and honest and to the point, and at the same time, we're supposed to make sure that it's age-appropriate. So if a child isn't ready to understand a concept of death, then perhaps there's another way to talk about it. What's interesting here, as you pointed out, Marie, is that this was used to trick the algorithm (laughs) so that they could put this stuff online. It's kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand, it's terrible because they're sneaking these concepts that might be not age appropriate to children. And secondly, they are also letting them know that such a thing happens, you know, and maybe it can be easier for them to understand if we change the language. And as you know, I mean, do you remember when the word groovy was groovy? Oh, uh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So, So words, you know, they come into our vernacular and, us older people might not even understand how useful this is. Well, that was what I was concerned about was that um, are we sugar? I mean, our society cannot deal with death as it is, especially uh, in the in the U.S. I mean, this has always been a taboo topic. Don't talk about it. Certainly uh, in the devastating instances where someone takes their own life, Uh, That becomes really hard to talk about. Um, Most adults can't even talk about this. So are we just adding, instead of like tackling this head on, are we just putting words where, you know, using words that we're not supposed to? And wouldn't it be better for a reality check? 
Perhaps, and we can talk about what age that would come into play. Okay, right? let's do that. Right now, right now, the suicide, suicide is the second leading cause of death, are you ready, among people 10 to 24 years old. Unbelievable. The second cause of death, according to the CDC, and since from 20, 000 to 2021, suicide rates in that group increased more than 50%. This is the problem with social media to begin with, which, as you know, Marie, I call the um, comparative dysfunctional syndrome. It's we are out of control comparing ourselves to other people to mm -hmm. the point where children are having depression and contemplating suicide. So I think, you know, the word alive, all kids know what alive means. I don't know if they know what death means, but if someone's alive and then they can become unalive, that might be easier for a child to understand. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about really young kids here. We're not talking about young adults. Well, right. And, and young children, they definitely don't know what the concept of death is, but they know what being alive is. So we have to reach this sector of the population. Nine-year-old girls are contemplating suicide in ways they never had before. Mm -hmm. As you know, I started Already Famous with right. Dr. Donna just to promote this idea of self-confidence, inner worth, and meaning in life for women and girls because it is so hard for us now. And girls, yes, girls. We need to inspire them. We have to in let them know that they are empowered, that they can do anything they want in this life. And I have to agree with you. I think we need to explain things in a way that they can understand but not sugarcoat it. Right, that there has to be some reality about it. Um, interestingly enough, that this we read, a, we were on doing the research for the story. Every story that I read about this topic, uh, because it deals with death by suicide, there's always an editor's note. And whenever you uh, see a story like this on the evening news, and sometimes even here on WJR, we often will say. This story includes discussions of suicide. If you or someone you know needs help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. So, Donna, why has it become, I mean, obviously, with this being a leading cause of death between 10 and 24, which is unbelievable, second leading cause of death, why is this, I mean, five years ago, we weren't having to read that kind of disclaimer, is this a topic that we can't even discuss on the air because someone may get the wrong idea about it? I think we have to be super careful when discussing it online because ideas go into children's heads and they do not have a sense of future the way we have a sense of future. So if something's really bothering them right now, right now is all they know. So it's really important to get that message out, the new 988 number for people to call, because all we need is to get in touch with these people and keep them on the phone to get them the help that they need. It's, we are, there's also an uh, isolation and loneliness epidemic in this country. So everything's really feeding into everything. We've just come out of the pandemic. We've been in mm. our homes. We don't know how to connect with each other anymore. So we're going through a gigantic learning process post-pandemic that hopefully will, you know, bring us closer together. But right now, there's so much chaos on the political scene. There's so much chaos. And 
I always want to stress the fact that models are the most important role models. I mean, parents are the most important role models for our children. And if we are anxious and upset, then they will feel that and they will be anxious and upset. So we need to figure out how to center and ground ourselves so we can help our children. And so they're not exposed to this kind of danger. I agree with you 100% on that. I've always, I was always cognizant when my children were small that in a crisis, and there were many when the kids, you know, growing up, life is life. There were many. I just always remember thinking, what are they seeing me do? What are they seeing my husband do? How are they seeing us to react? Because I know when they get to be adults, that's how they're going to handle this situation and how important um, that is. Dr. Donna, thank you so much. Dr. Donna Rockwell, clinical psychologist. And again, a plug for Already Famous with Dr. Donna on social media. Be sure to check it out. We'll be right back here on WJR.